Hello friends, this is Matt, and this is Something From Everything, a podcast about embracing meaning and discovering wisdom through telling better stories. And it's been a while. This is the first episode of 2023, and it just turned into March right now, so that's not ideal. I've been experiencing some pretty significant writer's block, which for me has felt like wrestling with some of the bigger questions of what needs to be said, whether my voice is just adding to the already very significant noise, and who I am if I'm not writing and creating. And these are big concepts. They're hard to write about head on, maybe even impossible. But in this post, I get to approach it from the side, from an angle, and still find something I'm proud to share. And this post is true to the podcast namesake. It's a post about creation and agency, about technical advancement and process and productivity. Really is something from everything. I'm just so grateful to be recording again, and I'm so grateful for you listening. This one is called The Cost of a Thing, and I hope you enjoy it. The ad stares up at me, accusing. I don't even remember pulling the phone out of my pocket or clicking on the app, but I know what I was doing the moment before. I had just stepped away from the desk, away from the computer, and away from yet another half-written, half-baked, soon-to-be-abandoned post. Writer's block had reared its hideous head. It looked less like a blank screen and more like a thousand false starts like a loss of conviction. I turned towards my favorite distraction, an online marketplace, mindlessly mining the dopamine-rich combination of shopping and unpredictable rewards, and avoiding advertisements which seemed to occupy more and more of my screen. But this ad was effective, stopping my thumb mid-swipe. Hate writing blog posts? it asked. No, no, it... It's just, it's just been a while. The defensive response in my mind trailed off. I read on. The advertisement was for an automated blog post generated by artificial intelligence. If I wish, an exchange could be arranged. I part with some money, some keywords, general direction, and desired tone, and the AI chatbot will make a post that is intelligent the exact length I desire, and even laden with my favorite phrases. If the program is intelligent enough, and if I give it enough raw data to work with, the program may even sound just like me. Anxiety over content creation could be a thing of the past. No more half-written posts, no more writer's block, pure productivity. Or so the advertisers promised my soul. And there is truth to that promise of productivity. The number of AI-created or assisted projects in the world are increasing dramatically, and they are set to explode exponentially. You are, by this point, no doubt familiar with the widespread breakthroughs of artificial intelligence programs in recent months. Open AI chat programs such as ChatGPT and Bard AI are answering questions and completing requested tasks in natural sounding language. Already, these most complex AI programs are remarkably accessible, but soon they will be even more so, 
integrated fully into the world's largest search engines. Right now, it's still a relatively few number of outliers who have started using these tools, but already there is a massive influx of creation. And it's hard not to see the unprecedented value of these tools. I have only middling talent when it comes to drawing or painting, but if I wanted to create and frame a picture of Abraham Lincoln sitting on a snowy park bench with the Grinch in the style of Monet, that's something that feasibly I could create with just a few careful selections of text prompts and some trial and error. If I wanted to create a thousand-word essay on the health benefits of eating only McGriddle breakfast sandwiches for a solid week, that could be produced in mere moments. If I wanted to create a song that sounds a little like 1940s bebop and a little like pirate metal, which is, yes, a real music genre, then that's something I could do right now. And of course, my mind is immediately drawn to the bizarre and the experimental, but in the near future, AI could also help construct creations that are deeply meaningful. Imagine recreating the scene of the first date with the one you love, or a single family portrait that includes every family member you have a photo of, even the ones who are long gone, all in the same frame, no one blinking, all looking at the imagined camera at the same time. Now, there is a lot of discussion, sound reasoning, and wild conjecture about the near future that is being shaped by AI right now. But this one thing is undeniably true. The toothpaste is well and truly out of the tube. We're not going back. We can't. As I'm writing this, ChatGPT are credited as co-author for over 200 books listed on Kindle. AI narration is being promoted by Apple Books, set to create instant audiobook equivalents for each written work uploaded. AI-created audio is increasingly utilized and fused with the music we hear in our ears, and soon it'll be impossible for high school teachers and university professors alike to discern what papers are written the old-fashioned way rather than AI-assisted or even wholly composed by AI. And perhaps, though, beyond the amusing and sublime, this is where AI programs will be most utilized for these banal and everyday projects that we would rather not labor at. That program that transcribes workplace meetings and then turns that transcription into meeting minutes and lists of actionable items. That school essay on the merits and drawbacks of such and such. A forgettable but ultimately unique piece of background music for a YouTube tutorial an AI-narrated audiobook in a distinct vocal tone rather than hours spent in front of a microphone. Even an easily compiled blog post for when you hate writing blog posts. But do I? Do I hate the reality of writer's block? The hours spent trying to write something meaningful without success deleting pages of previous written material when you come to the unsettling conclusion that it's just not good enough. Yeah, I hate that. Does a student hate the hours researching and note-taking, the hard work of understanding themes and synthesizing data? I know that I have. Does the author hate all the hours spent reading aloud material that they've already picked over and edited a hundred times only to find a new turn of phrase that sounds forced or awkward. I'm certain they must. But I'm not ready to automate these tasks, either. It's probably important for me to note that I'm not a technophobe. 
I've written this post on a computer. I'm recording this now on a computer and microphone. I'm not using a typewriter. I'm not scribbling the letter forms by hand. And I appreciate that if I wanted to record by dictation or transcription, that would make me no less of an author. In some ways, these new advances are very similar to advances we've already seen in the past. Advances in technology and automation always disrupt, always displaces, and always creates new, unforeseen possibilities. I can hardly imagine how many brilliant creations will come forth from people who have never felt talented enough to write a song, paint a picture, or craft a story. And I am as entertained as anyone by the bizarre and beautiful visual creations being created and shared. I'm both fascinated and unnerved by how human-sounding AI-created essays can be, along with the very real fear of job losses and downsizing, is a potential increase in workplace productivity that I don't think even the most forward-thinking of us can adequately get our head around. If these tools are enabling, then we should all be raising a glass in celebration. The world needs more imagination, more stories, and more art. But if these tools are used primarily for outsourcing and automating our very lives, we should consider what the true personal cost might be. I'm not arguing that we don't pay that cost. I'm just arguing that we need to consider what that cost is. As Henry David Thoreau so accurately perceived, the cost of a thing is the amount of what I call life, which is required to be exchanged for it, immediately or in the long run. The long run here is the caveat. The immediate exchange is incredibly appealing, decreased effort for increased efficiency and productivity. But the longer exchange, it's a lot more hidden. And that's because there's so much life buried in the mundane, monotonous, or even despised elements of our work and play. Consider the way that seemingly unrelated and independent pieces of information can give way to larger themes when studying. When listening to recorded audio, we can hear the difference between words that are merely read aloud and the almost tangible sense that the orator is creating and safeguarding a sacred shared space for the listener. Our greatest artist's illustrations always reveal something of them, not only the scene that they are trying to produce. And what's being undervalued in all of these discussions is process. An outsourced, automated, quicker process might be the aim of companies and their advertisers, but the individual may want to consider the value of process. I know that every time I sit down to write a thing, it never reveals itself all at once. I don't know how an AI program would help me with this, and even as much as it irritates and perplexes me. I know the way a good question stays with me, gnaws at my awareness. It's like I'm trying to complete a second-hand jigsaw puzzle that I'm not even sure I have all the pieces to. But I also know that frustration and curiosity are strange bedfellows, and that I pay more attention when I know that I'm missing something. I also am lucky enough to know that pure joy of discovery, that moment of clarity when you uncover what has been hiding in plain sight the entire time. So no, 
I don't think I will be outsourcing even the most infuriating aspects of my writing or my life. And I recognize that I could have created hundreds of generated essays in the span of writing this single one. And I don't doubt that those essays would have been entirely readable, maybe even humorous, intelligent, and wise, and that my productivity could be so much greater. But it wouldn't be worth the cost, at least not in the long run. Well, friends, that is it. Episode 31 of the Something From Everything podcast, The Cost of a Thing. Music at the intro and playing now is All Star by Adrian Berenger, and at the end was Now or Never by Michael Vignola. All tracks are royalty-free and purchased through storyblocks.com. The image for this podcast episode was created through Stable Diffusion, uh, which is a little wild. It only took many, many prompts. <laughs> if you enjoy this podcast, I'm grateful, and I would love if you'd be willing to leave a review on Apple Podcasts or share this episode with a friend. Um, all of that just helps us out so much. Uh, you can find all of my posts in written or audio form at somethingfromeverything.com, and you can also follow this podcast and see regular updates by following Something From Everything on Instagram or Facebook. If you're looking for more podcasts to listen to, I have another very different podcast for you to check out. It's called Navigating a Resurrection. It's a long-form conversation with people reflecting on how they put their life back together after a significant ideological change. My good friend Ronnie and I interview a different guest each episode, and the first season is out now. You can find links to everything I've mentioned here in the show notes. And finally, to you, my friends, I hope that you are empowered. I hope that you are creative. I hope that you make weird, stupid art any way that you see fit. I hope that the tools at your disposal liberate you, but not from your very life. May we because I'm talking to myself here too, may we value more than just productivity and efficiency. May we value process, even the processes that frustrate and bewilder us. May we notice when it makes us pay attention. And may we all create something from everything. Thanks, friends. Let's not wait so long to do this again. Talk soon.